This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. To white ladies in crisis it's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles i am joe lipset and i'm joined as always by jen adams hello as well as gina radcliffe hello ladies we are talking about physical season three episode five crazy for you and we're right back in the thick of that climax cliffhanger with john bream at the door yep Ooh, this episode was like a roller coaster. So it many like was. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. I'm just not going to predict anything anymore because I clearly I know. don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I mean, who can predict where this show is going at this point? Like, you both had some trepidation about what it would mean when John Bream showed up, and I was happy that we keep it mostly adult, mostly civil. It seems like they both want to fuck, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was an episode where the men did not piss me off. No. It was the women. Oh. <laughs> no, I, and I, you know, I at this point, I kind of almost want to see Danny and Sheila get back together because <gasps> I think because they I mean I know they won't and I know it's yeah. ridiculous but they understand each other so uh-huh. much more than they realized they did because mm-hmm. like I really love like the parallel structure that the way this episode was mm-hmm. like you just kind of see them going through the same shit and and you know realizing that well I mean I don't know that Sheila has come to the same conclusion of understanding Danny a little better but Danny certainly understands Sheila better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's almost like I, like once they can see through a lot of the toxic stuff and a lot of the really harsh feelings, I think Danny really kind of got it. And I wonder if he could have gone back in time and realized what he had when he had it, if he would have done some things differently. Um, although, mm-hmm. you know, Danny doesn't always change his stripes. And I do think he's going to try to hook up with uh, their assistant. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, that very much seemed to be in the cards where, as always, the show does a really good job of making us think, oh, yeah, okay, you've grown, you're Uh learning things. Oh, wait, you're backsliding. What the fuck? Right. And I love how that scene played out, too. It was very funny. And I saw in the the assistant's eyes, I was like, oh, she likes Danny now. He's sensitive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I put in my notes, oh, he's vulnerable. Now Mm. she wants to fuck him. Oh, yeah. Hey, and I've been there. I understand, assistant, (laughs) but don't do it. Do not fall for the ruse. (laughs) Do not fuck vulnerable men. It's all an act. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Gina, you mentioned we've got sort of two parallel tracks, right? We're tracking the fallout in Reno at the convention from Sheila ripping her clothes off in public and how that maybe hurts her with the Hartman contract and her relationship with Greta's falling apart. And then we also have Danny, who is kind of holding down the home fire, but we've got the introduction of his sister, Deb, played by Casey Wilson, and she helps to kind of crack open some things, right? I mean, she wants to blame Sheila for absolutely everything that she thinks is wrong with Danny, and yeah, this maybe spurs a little bit of growth. 
Well, it's, it's she's, you know, it's, it's kind of because she just kind of moves it and she just takes over. She is not listening to him. Mm-hmm. She's very disrespectful of the choices he's made in regards to maintaining a vegetarian diet and, and not feeding, not giving Maya you know, processed sugar. <laughs> and she just like, like, nah, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And, and it's like, he's sort of in a, you know, you know, frying pan into the fire situation where, you know, he lived with, you know, with one woman who really tried to take over and control everything. And now he's got this other woman who's his sister. And now he has to become, now he's just as dependent on her as he was on Sheila. Hmm. Yeah, we learned in this episode that they've been estranged for 10 years, which, well, estranged is maybe too strong a word, but she hasn't really seen much of him. And she very much blames Sheila, like she wants to paint her as a harpy, as an uppity bitch. And it's interesting because I think the show is really clever at how we immediately know what type of person Deb is when she complains about the work schedule that she was being asked to do. Like, uh-huh. they want me to work all these ridiculous hours. It's like seven days a week, except Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I was like, she and Jerry, man, would be just a oh match made in heaven. The J word. Who brought I know, that sorry. <laughs> I will say anyone who makes a yellow cake with chocolate icing Cannot be all bad because that is the best type of cake. <laughs> but yeah, her, she's just chaos. She's chaotic energy. And it's such a, it's so similar to Sheila, but it is so opposite in many ways too. And I think, I hope the lesson Danny can take from this is like, I need to be my own person and I need to understand how to be in a relationship with someone without leaning all the way on them or like you know what i mean like i need to learn how to stand on my own feet well that's what i'm talking about like you with him and sheila having these parallel tracks Mm -hmm. in that they're coming to they're very you know quickly coming to the conclusion that at the end of the day they really only have themselves right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well and they're both aligned in this exercise thing you know and i think like in a in another world on another show probably on like a network or something like they would open a gym you know and they mm. would have like the running club and the exercise like it just seems like they're they're so close yet not there yet you know right yeah we're we're still writing very detailed very meandering very emotional <laughs> letters to one another as opposed to maybe just i don't know picking up the fucking phone right just talking to each other man Roy Scavell though like that delivery so of that good scene, i loved it gina is conspicuously quiet <laughs> no i'm not no 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 i i i have mixed feelings by this character but I have, nothing, I have no issues with his with with his performance at all. No, mm-hmm. no, I you know I can understand why. You know, I I kind of find myself oddly rooting for them at this point. Like I do right. too. Mm-hmm. I would not be mad if they got back together. I would not be mad no. if the Danny we saw at the end of this episode and Sheila got back together. Right. I, I, I think it would be nice to see them at least. You know. Have like a conversation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation without bringing up, you know, a lot of the old, not old. I mean, it just happened fairly recently, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, without sniping at each other, you know, coming coming right. to a, a civilized agreement. But I think that's part of the problem with these sorts of relationships, right? Like when they're apart, they can see the value of the other one or they can 
they can start to make those kinds of connections but the minute that they start to interact with one another Mm -hmm. they just fall back into the same old patterns like to me it's very very authentic but as an outside viewer of a sitcom slash dramedy i'm just like oh i don't know about these two yeah well and i wish like i don't know if i necessarily want them to have a romantic relationship you know i i think i agree with you and i'm thinking about like the couple that comes to my mind is like demi moore and bruce willis now you know and Mm. like they're both separated um i think bruce willis is remarried but they just are very supportive especially with his illness and like i think We've seen Danny and Sheila be really good for each other, you know, like when um, Sheila was dealing with her parents and Danny just was what she needed. And I wonder if they could just find a way to be friends and be supportive. They might even be good business partners. But I think once the romantic tension can go away, maybe once they have other people in their lives, Mm -hmm. maybe that could take away some of that charged energy and they can just be what the other one needs without trying to take any more than that you know i could say in my own personal experience my my ex-husband and i are still very good friends oh really yeah and it was it was hard and weird for a while and there was there was there was a lot of tension but we had a child together and you know you got to kind of make it work right yeah. and, and both of us you know our own parents went through very ugly bitter divorces mm. and and you know that kind of thing is very traumatizing so you basically we're just like okay look we just gotta you know try to deal with this as you know adults and you know look for the good points that you know we know each other still has Mm -hmm. and focus on that and now Mm -hmm. i mean now he's honestly one of my closest friends oh that's amazing oh that's so sweet well and i think it's when he hears his sister just trash sheila that he's like oh maybe she's not all bad you know there are some things that i do at least like about her you know Mm-hmm. Well, it's just not. It's not helpful, you know. I no. mean, when, when you're when you're when you're getting out of a relationship with someone, it's you know, especially you know, a long term relationship where you know, you may still have some mixed feelings. You know, someone thinks they're being helpful by just going on like a smear campaign, and it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to hear this right now. You know? mm-hmm. but it's like... That's why I always ask, like, is it okay <laughs> if I trash your ex? Because I'm very oh mad. God. Let the other person lead lead into if it's going to be you know you know shit talking or not exactly yeah because sometimes you need that friend but yeah it's really really easy to go too far and it's i don't know people just need to vent sometimes but it's Mm -hmm. not it's not my place to vent about somebody else's relationship you know now she could vent about her as a sister-in-law but sure it's just so weird because in some ways deb isn't all wrong like i think she's wrong about sheila she very clearly does not like sheila but the Mm. way that she lays into danny about you know this is your place now you know you need to start making the best of it you should go to the luau night Mm -hmm. and when she goes and has a really good time she discovers people don't like him because he's a dick about the recycling (laughs) which we all already knew Mm -hmm. it's just that danny doesn't want to hear it like deb is one of those characters where she's not always wrong but the way she says it doesn't land because nobody wants to be talked to that way right well and i mean maybe that's how danny is talking about recycling you know Mm -hmm. because i mean he's not wrong but 
Also, nobody wants to be shamed for putting it in the wrong trash can, you know? Nobody wants to be chased for three miles (laughs) and told you put something in the wrong container. By a sweaty mess. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I was mildly uncomfortable with the close-up shots of his junk in those shorts. I was like, oh, we're we're doing running (laughs) dick shots. Got it. Not uh, not to body shame, I actually think I'm weirdly attracted to him. It was just like, oh, okay. I guess this is uh come up in for the number of times we get to see Sheila in her like unitard bodysuit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um and I I also am weirdly attracted to him. He's got like this lovable goofy energy, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that I just uh, man, with no Tyler I gotta be into some blonde on this show. It's pissing me off. So. And apparently it's not Kelly. No, oh no, yeah. No. I'm not a big fan of Kelly. That was my not so subtle attempt to transition <laughs> over because we have some Sheila stuff to talk about. Oh yeah. Ladies, the voice, the voice is, is back. back. Oh I know. I almost texted you guys when that happened. <laughs> it was like, no. I will say, I think it gives us one of the funniest insults and maybe the meanest the show has ever delivered. I have never heard of someone say the words dumpster puss before. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a new one. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, but this is... This is awful. This is Ugh. really hard to watch all mm-hmm. over again. Yeah, because it is back with a vengeance. Like, it is... Ooh. Yeah, it's a... It, like, this is, this is you know, an episode where I genuinely felt sorry for Sheila. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, probably the first time I really... Like, like when Carlos shows up and hugs her, and I'm just like, oh, Thank God. And it's just, I mean, that, that is what she needs. And, you mm-hmm. know, she, she just needs some compassion. And she's just not showing compassion to herself. And no. Greta, my God, just like, you know, what a letdown that, that turns out to be. Oh, I was Ugh. so mad. I get, fr- like, I don't think Greta is in the best place either. So I was trying mm-hmm. to find a little compassion. And I'm like, well, she's she's the main character in her own life. And I'm sure Sheila is frustrating her. But just, like, adding mm-hmm. insult to injury. And she knows that Sheila did not have this meltdown on stage on purpose. Or at least I would hope that she you would hope. Do that, yeah, You know? Yeah, but she's just like, like... Uh, I knew it was. I was taking a big risk with you on this, and it's like, mm. damn, Greta, just get it all out. Why don't you? I know. I thought we were past that with yeah, her. Yeah, it's like you know, she really pulls a whole, you know, you know, kicking a person while they're down here, which, which, mm. which, mm-hmm. you know, seems so out of character for her. And and I get that she is, you know, anxious about her relationship with Ernie. It's and, the money, right? Yeah. Like you can hear yeah. it when she yells at Sheila and she says, you know, do you know how much work I had to do to get Hartman back on board so that we can secure our financial future? Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, Greta is out to prove to Ernie, but she is projecting this onto Sheila. And it's really telling also when then Kelly, a- aka imaginary Kelly, tells Sheila, you know, oh, you just let go of the only true friend you have. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's who these two women are to one another. And I'm hoping that they're going to be able to recognize, like, oh, we're so mean to each other because we have so much invested in this relationship. 
Yes. And it's the only thing we have really, or it's like what mm-hmm. we're pinning all of our dreams on. I feel like, and I, I bet they will. I feel like I, ho- I, I don't think so. the show is going to throw that relationship away. No. And this was the kind of episode that makes me really glad that binging is an option. I know it's not like we're, we're watching as we record, but like, if I were just watching this on my own, I would have to watch the next episode because it oh, ends yeah. on such a gut punch, you know? It's like, she doesn't know. Not that she didn't invite some of this on herself, but there's also very good reasons for a lot of that, you know? And I think when she was like, this was a backslide, that mm-hmm. she's she's right. And she's being honest. And she's telling the friend who has been the most supportive, who picked her up at her treatment center, Mm-hmm. that I backslid and I just I wish that Greta had found a little more compassion. I bet she will later. Yeah. But it, it may take an episode or two. Like yeah. I'll be I don't want to jump ahead to forecasting or predicting where this might go, but I do think that we might see a brief separation before they kind of come back together. In much the same way we're talking about uh, now I want to call him Rory <laughs> between <laughs> Danny and Sheila. Like I think mm-hmm. This is midway through the final season. And I think that this is the show saying, these are our core relationships. We've got to shake them up so that we can get them into a place where we can get some kind of catharsis or closure before the end of the series. Yeah. And growth too, you know, because, you know, what I talk about in therapy is like sometimes growth hurts and you have to have hard conversations sometimes. And I think Mm -hmm. this was just Greta having a reasonable reaction, but not handling it well. And just having that reaction with someone who is already fragile. And it's not Greta's fault that Sheila is in a fragile state, but it is a consideration if they are to be partners, you know? No, yeah. And she does, she just really did not want to hear like anything Sheila had to say, which was Mm -hmm. again, very surprising and out of character for, for Greta. Well, I'm curious. Do you think that she would have been more receptive, like she would have stayed, they would have had a conversation, they maybe would have hashed things out if Carlos had not been hiding in the bedroom? Because that really seems to be the thing that tips Greta over the edge. Like, you're throwing me, my hard work, my effort, you know, obviously, she's making it very personal. But it all seems to come to a head when she realizes that Sheila is doing it for this man that she has only just met. I do think that has something to do with it, especially if we consider the fact that Greta seems to be moving towards Sheila away from Ernie. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder what this trip home was like, because we know Greta did not want to go, but Ernie wanted her to come back. I mean, it is her son's birthday party, so I get it. But She's like, I look, I'm jeopardizing my marriage for you and you are jeopardizing this relationship with me for a man you just met, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I get that too. But like the, Sheila says, like, this is my life. And what I want Greta to, t- to explain to Sheila is that it's her life too, you know, and mm-hmm. where she is. And I just don't know if Sheila really understands where Greta and Ernie are right now, you know? No. Well, there's a lot of issues here with nobody wanting to tell anybody anything. Yeah. Like, you know, Greta doesn't want to talk about her problems with Ernie. Sheila doesn't want to tell her in detail what happened with her and Kelly, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I I would certainly hope that she, you know, found out that Kelly more or less orchestrated the incident at the fashion show that Greta certainly wouldn't be like, well, I'll just go work with her instead. Yeah. And I, I, I assume, again, I don't want to predict it anymore because I've got, I've been completely <laughs> wrong so far. 
that she will find out perhaps in another, you know, through Kelly what happened. And mm. that, that'll suddenly change her mind about wanting to, to go forward working with Kelly instead. I would hope it would anyway. Well, and maybe yeah. we'll have another similar situation to Deb and Danny where Kelly starts trashing Sheila. Mm. And that makes Greta realize, one, what Kelly did. And two, you know, may, there are good things about Sheila. And we did have something really good. I think she's just hurt right now. But it hurt yeah. me to watch. Yeah, I'm interested because this episode takes place on the heels of the last episode where Mm -hmm. we had a lot of concerns about the depiction of Sheila's breakdown on the runway. Mm -hmm. So I was happy to see that we don't just kind of wash it away or or hand wave it and say, no, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's very clearly a big deal in this episode, but it's also the very next day. So I need to know... Is the show going to still treat this like the monumental event that the three of us take it to be? Because, yeah, like if we don't have some kind of comeuppance or some confession from Kelly about her plotting that, it's going to feel like the show is just not taking it as seriously as it probably should. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past me to skip forward three months. Next episode, (laughs) you know? And now uh, we've got Body by Kelly in the same spot or I don't know. But yeah, oh I would like to see a little I'm glad we took the time to really deal with where Sheila was on this day because it really feels like a single day mm-hmm. in this episode. Um Yeah, it's like a two-part episode in a way. Right. Yeah, which I mean, I think it warrants because this I I don't know. I I don't want to predict either, but like <laughs> I feel like this is like this is a major event or a pivotal event of this season, you know, so Right. And it's a pivotal event in Sheila's life, so let's take some time with it so speaking of maybe pivotal event is too strong a word but let's talk about the relationship between sheila's eating and this new guy carlos because we have another episode where they go out and they eat and sheila seems comfortable with food i kept waiting for the wheels to fall off here mm-hmm well, he's kind of, you know, walking her through it. She's she's doing it like a, it looks like they're doing a tasting menu. So she gets mm-hmm. small she gets small portions, which is probably helpful with you know her disordered eating. She only has right. to try like a a bite of everything, which is you know that's all he wants from her. He's not trying to force her to finish everything. You know, he wants her to just try a bite, take her time chewing it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of make each bite an experience. I think that that um, obviously is very helpful to a, a person mm-hmm. who just has issues with food is just, you know, take your time, eat as much as you like or as much as you don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could be a great person for her. I think he could maybe be the next person she could have a serious partnership or relationship with. He's very laid back, yes. which, which yes. She, she absolutely because nobody else in her life is laid back. Right. Danny is not laid back. Greta is definitely not laid back. So she mm-hmm. she she needs a, a calming force in, in her life. And mm-hmm. I think that he is a good food person, a good food influence, I think is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> there we go. But they need to have a conversation about this because... He doesn't know. He doesn't no. know. And I was thinking about this because I can't remember if I've shared this on the show before, but like I'm an alcoholic in recovery. And if I started dating a bartender, 
that would be something I would need to talk to him about and say, right. hey, this is going to need, this is just a thing. And this needs to be something that we have an understanding about. And I don't know, I don't know how much longer they can keep going mm-hmm. without having that conversation, you know? And I wonder if that may have been a tiny bit of the trigger that, that pushed her into this binge, you know? Hmm. I don't know. I think that, I think that the fact that he just kind of, like she told she she told him what happened about getting naked at the fashion show right which i I think that's you know that says a lot for how much she is capable of trusting him Uh yeah good first sign right that he didn't that he didn't already know so she went ahead and told him Mm -hmm. and you know he laughed at it which i thought was you know i don't think he meant it to be mean i mean she kind of Mm -hmm. a little a little taken aback but his attitude was you know you gotta just laugh it off it's you know it's funny and you know and i I, I like to think that you know when she gets to a point when you know she is you know successful and where she wants to be at she will look back at that and say yeah she was kind of funny you know i mean right he's not all like freaking out over it like greta is or you know if she told danny danny would probably be like overreacting to it he's mm-hmm. just kind of like you know it happened you got to move on yeah well what's interesting is that i know the two of you do not like her relationship with john Breen. you were very very upset that he showed up at the door at the end of the last episode but i see some of the same dna in carlos that i found in john bream i think same. the problem with that is that the relationship with john bream was inappropriately sexual yeah. and he's not a good fit for her for a number of other reasons but he is a more mature figure like he's a cal- he's a calming force yeah. yes and with carlos we're seeing that same thing except we don't have the emotional baggage we don't have the the hang-ups that come with a john Breen figure which i think is part of the reason why i'm honestly terrified that this guy seems too good to be true yeah, yeah. there is there is that yeah like you know there's always a possibility you're gonna find out that he's married or mm-hmm. or oh, yeah you know, i mean just there's gonna be some sort of hang-up i, I mean i think I, I hate to say this i think in the end sheila is going to be mostly alone yeah. But that she's going to be all right with it. Do you know what I mean? She's she's going to yeah. she's going to you know have her life pretty much together. That that she doesn't need a man in her life. That you know she's able to you know, keep people at a distance. You know, mm-hmm. and which may turn out to be a a positive thing for her. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious. I have a lot of thoughts about John Bream, but <laughs> with with Carlos. <laughs> Like, I'm wondering what she was about to propose to Greta, because Carlos does not seem like the kind of person that would pitch her a giant plan that would totally derail what she was doing. Because she says, it's been a day. And he says, I'm listening. And Mm -hmm. so I wonder if talking it out, maybe she's starting to realize as much as I love aerobics, being in front of a crowd is scary or that may not be the best thing for me right now so i'm curious about what she was about to say to greta and i wish i just wish we could have heard it i mean i I, i'm pretty sure she does not want to do like marketing and yeah she doesn't want to be branded she doesn't want to do endorsements or anything like that which i hear you yeah i mean (laughs) I, i think she you know especially for something as stupid as diet cookies well, and particularly when she says, it's my body, right? Like, yeah. it's body by Sheila. So I think she's afraid 
considering the way she just backslid into a literal tub of cookies, Mm -hmm. she's afraid of having her physical body be associated with food. Well, and we've talked a lot about disordered eating, but I mean, I think she also, I would make a strong argument that she has body dysmorphia too. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a really hard thing to do. And I think her ambition and her need to control has kept the desire to succeed outweighing the the embarrassment or the anxiety about having her body be so front and center. But I wonder now that she's getting a little higher on the success ladder, if it's starting to hit her a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tricky, right? Because she got into this... Because she loves the control and the feeling that exercise provides her. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden, yeah, you know, she has to see herself on video, on TV, on marketing. And if you had body dysmorphia, that would be a very uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. Well, and I think there doesn't necessarily have to be an end point or a pinnacle of success for her. Because I just, I have the ending of Barbie in my head. It's like, there doesn't necessarily have to be an ending, you know, like this is a phase. And before I think the phase was, I want to do this and I want to be known for it and I want to help people and inspire people. And that's what's helping me. And now maybe it's time to take a step back and save some of it for herself a little bit, you know? I'm thinking about the the very first episode, the, the kind of flash forward where she is, right? Yeah, you know, she she's on yeah. television hosting some sort of exercise show. She looks a little grim. She looks a little stern and mm-hmm. mean and yeah. mean. But I I I like to think that maybe that's a little bit of a fake out. Yeah. Okay. And and that like she is actually you know ha- you know more or less as happy as she's capable of being in the end. You know, mm-hmm. when, you, know, you know, whether that means, you know, Carlos is still in her life or not still in her life, whether that means Greta is still in her life or not still in her life. You know, she has accepted the choices she's made and and has embraced the life that she has. But I, right. I, I don't think I don't think that everything is going to miraculously resolve itself by the end of the series. It yeah. doesn't seem like that kind of show, does it? No. It doesn't. And that's partly why I love it. Partly why I get so mad sometimes, but it just feels like it's really invested in for the most part, honoring this <laughs> character, you know? Right. My prediction with that flash forward scene that we got at the very beginning is that we're going to see it in the next couple of episodes. Mm. And then move beyond it? Exactly, yeah. And that it's not going to, maybe the penultimate one or, and I mean, who knows? This show loves to fuck with me. But <laughs> Truly. Yeah. So speaking of fucking with us, <laughs> Guys, we've got one character left. Ooh, I wanted them to fuck. I know it would be bad. But it would be so bad. I mean, that would be like that would be like the ultimate backslide for her. I know, but think about how hot eighties it would have been. Oh, I, I think that's why she pulled back though, because yes. she's like, yeah. okay, you know, if I do this, then I'm just really I, all the work I've done is just completely in the trash. Just yeah. repeating all the bad habits, but oh, I will say I love their chemistry. The actor's I chemistry, too. I think, is so good because the minute she grabs his tie, I was like, "Oh fuck, Ooh. they're gonna do it. They're gonna uh-huh. do it." <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I loved this episode with the two of them, and I think it's partly what we were talking about with Carlos. Is I think 
they can be really good for each other Mm -hmm. in very limited ways because I think they exist so wholly apart from each other's worlds that they are like the only two people in the world that they can actually be vulnerable around with no consequences for the rest of their lives. And I think it was a really great conversation that they had, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was, she was, you absolutely gave him the correct advice. Exactly. That, you know, whatever Maria needs he 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 alone can't help her right right so what do we make of maria's reaction like part of me thinks that that's the show putting a comedic stinger on it because you know he finally tries to be vulnerable with her and he's taking sheila's very sage and good advice you know obviously gina you've told us numerous times about how at this period of time in the 80s therapy wasn't the thing that it is now so this would have been probably confronting to maria but i'll confess i didn't expect her to react this strongly i didn't either i'm still expecting her to end up just like killing (laughs) killing him killing herself yeah i mean they're sconding with the child they're they're about it they're about an episode away from like you know one of those like stalker movies where you know john breen wakes up in the middle of night she's like standing over him with a knife Mm -hmm. uh-huh chopping off his dick yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll be interested. I know, Gina, you've said in the past that you kind of feel like this storyline is starting to get played out. And I'm not sure how much further we can take it without making this woman a little ridiculous, which I would hope is not where we want to go. Yeah, now I, I don't really know because she obviously is losing her mind she's hurting yeah and and she absolutely needs psychiatric help mm-hmm. but but essentially because she's like she's rejecting as she should the, the help that the church is offering mm-hmm. she thinks i i don't know that she is in you know, she thinks in, it's a plot right like she honestly does believe he's going to try to institutionalize her because he's already locked her away like a mad woman in the attic exactly and fair you know fair yeah no i i mean she she's you know has valid reasons for being as distraught as she is but at this point it, it is starting to verge into the dangerous yeah. so i again i don't know you know either she's going to have you know her come to jesus moment and realize that she really does need help or something you know you absolutely insane is going to have to happen because mm-hmm. yeah. i mean they can't they can't neither or can go on like that it doesn't seem sustainable for sure no i mean they have a very small special needs child that you mm-hmm. know you never see and he only mm. occasionally mentions i'm like okay where is this baby that Right. <laughs> Who's taking care of this, you know, this special needs child that they have? The church or Zeke. <laughs> well, and like we've only got so much time, you know, yes. like the end game is here. And I, I agree with you. I worry that they are going to throw this character away as a counterpoint to Sheila, maybe, mm. or as like a piece of John Bream's ultimate misery or something. And I think. A couple of seasons ago, I think I might have been okay with that. Right. But I think what they've told us about her this season, I think she deserves more than that. And I don't know, maybe she, I keep thinking maybe she'll find Sheila's class. Maybe they can connect. Although, you know, Sheila fucked her husband. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think, I I don't know. I wonder what the end game is for this. Yeah, that's a, there's a big question mark over that, over Mm -hmm. that particular subplot for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so we've all said we don't like to make predictions for the show <laughs> because we never know where the fuck it's going to go. Uh -huh. Do you each have one thing that you would like to see happen in the next couple of episodes? I do think that Greta is going to find out what Kelly did. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how she's going to find out, but I think that she will find out, and I think that'll be the catalyst to to get her to try to work things out with Sheila. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope anyway. Right. And I think I want the same thing with Danny. Not exactly the same thing, but I think I want Danny and Sheila to have a conversation, like a, a good conversation and kind of start mending their relationship not in a romantic way i think that's just so they can at least be civil exactly mm -hmm. i mean even just for maya's sake you know oh my god yes i agree on both points i do think anything with sheila and danny is going to be contingent on whether or not he fucks ephedelia uh is that her name <laughs> Yes. Okay. I th I apologize, Ephedelia, for calling you assistant lady earlier. <laughs> I could not remember. Yeah, I mean, I think w w he's going to fuck her. It's, he's probably going to fuck her. It's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, and then leave a, a dictated note. Oh, boy. Man. Honestly, one of the funniest things that the show has done this season, though. I agree. Yeah, that was very, that was very well done. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, ladies, we are not at the end of the physical road. We have five more episodes to go. But if people want to talk to you specifically, Jen, about disordered eating and what Carlos could offer Sheila, how would they get in touch? You can find me at Jen Ferratu on various social media platforms. You can find me co-hosting The Losers Club and writing stuff that I post on those pages. Nice. And Gina, if people want to talk about how Greta should have had a bit more compassion for Sheila, how would they get in touch? <laughs> I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast. I write about movies and television for the spool.net. Uh, I have a substack, ginawatcheslings.substack.com. And if you are on Blue Sky, you can find me there and Gina does things. Excellent. And I can be reached at B Stole My Remote. That's the letter B. And of course, we'll thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show, among many, many others. But yeah, so we will be back to start the descent towards the home game with Ooh. episode 306 next week. But uh, until then, just remember, you're fatter than I thought. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You can leave Sheila in there. That sounds good. <laughs> well done, team. <laughs> the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.